Welcome everyone to another episode of the Off The Grid podcast. Now, don't worry, the rest of the Meet The Committee episodes will be coming out soon, but we have to discuss the multiple news stories that have came from the world of F1 this week. It all started with one man announced that he will be leaving one team, that being Sebastian Vettel and the team being Ferrari. It was then announced that Carlos Sainz would be his replacement, and Daniel Ricciardo would be making the move from Renault to McLaren. Now, joining me this week to discuss all of this and how this might affect the transfer market is Jacob. Hello. How are you doing, Jacob? Yeah, not too bad. Just trying to understand what's really going on in the world of phone at the minute. Everything seems to be turned upside down, I guess. Yeah, it has been, hasn't it? I mean, it all started with Vettel's announcement. What did you think of that? I found it quite surprising, but at the same time, when you consider everything that happened last season, it's sort of understandable. Like, I mean, he didn't do all that bad. Like, He won at Singapore and stuff like that, and he was okay throughout all of it. It's just the lack of consistency with him was a big... I'm guessing that's like one of the key factors into why Ferrari sort of let him go. Because obviously Charles Leclerc, up and coming, uh, from, what was it, he got... How many podiums was it in the end? Two in the end. Yeah, he got two race wins, loads of uh, pole positions and a a couple podiums as well. So they clearly have now decided to make Charles their number one driver, I'd say. Seen as though Vettel's now left. It sort of reminds me of like with the whole Ricardo and Verstappen thing. Because, well, obviously Verstappen was the new up-and-coming driver and then Ricardo just sort of had enough and decided to leave, I guess. You've mentioned the comparison there. I was just thinking, both of those times where the drivers announced that they're leaving, the previous season they've had a crash with their teammate, obviously Ricardo and Verstappen <laughs> yeah. in Baku, and then yeah, yeah. Leclerc and Vettel in Brazil. Yeah, I don't think there's any bad blood between them. I just think... I think the fact that Battle can see himself slipping down the grid isn't something that he really wants. So the fact that he's just decided to just leave is understandable in a way. Like, obviously, leaving on a high would always be good. But at the same time, it would be a shame to see him. Well, it was a shame to see him leave Ferrari. It would have been nice to see him win another Drivers' World Championship with them. But Yeah, it would have been good. Yeah. Do you see him possibly going to Renault that Daniel Ricciardo's moving to the McLaren or retiring I really I feel like he's more likely to retire than he is joining another team which is unfortunate because he is for me anyway he's my favourite driver and all that stuff but yeah I I don't really see him joining Renault I don't feel like he'd even want to consider it I guess like obviously you've gone from two major teams so Red Bull to Ferrari and stuff like that and I don't know, I don't think Vettel's the kind of driver that would suddenly drop down half the grid, I guess, to, well, to Renault. So, what, they came seventh, was it? Or sixth in the Constructors' Championship last year? Fifth or sixth. Yeah, well, they, they just weren't up to par. They were definitely down, considering the season before that they came fourth in Constructors. It was definitely a big shock to see them not well, not keep up with that as they were, well, in the Drive to Survive thing, they were always like, oh my gosh, yes, we're going to try and break the top three for next season. And then that just clearly didn't happen, despite the fact that they had both Ricardo and Hulkenberg at the wheel. Yeah, their power unit wasn't the strongest 
let's say, for that year, especially with McLaren jumping them into fourth place. Yeah, big surprise. But yeah, I feel like I feel like Better will definitely end up retiring. I I don't want it to be this season, but if he obviously if he hasn't got a seat or a seat that he wants, I don't see him staying. Well, if he does leave, interesting stat I found out earlier. Uh, if he does leave, it'll be the first time since 1981 where there hasn't been a German driver on the grid. I mean, they'll probably bring Hulkenberg back for Renault, I reckon, or something like that. They'll find some way to fit a German driver in. Well, um, I nah. don't see that it... happening, actually. What, having Hulkenberg back? Yes. Yeah, it, I mean, it's sort of... It'd be good for Renault to give a new driver a chance. Obviously, Hulkenberg's been in the sport for so long now, and he's gotten so close to actually getting a podium, but ends up just dropping it every single time. So it's sort of a matter of what Renault does now. I doubt they'll give the seat to Vettel because mainly like wages and stuff like that. But yeah, I just don't see it happening. Well, let's move on to the man who is replacing him. Carlos Sainz. Obviously, he got a podium in Brazil. He's shown his class, his talent in every team he's been in. Do you think this was the right man? Yeah, at the end of the day, they've got to consider everything that happened last year. He had an amazing season, and it's clear that he's improving with every season he's getting in F1. Um, It's just weird to think that that's happening so everyone was hyping up oh my gosh Carlos Sainz Lando Norris like they they were a great dynamic and like a great combo on the grid and obviously now that's going to be changed it's understandable why but at the same time it is quite strange to me that that's happened and well it feels like Ricardo uh, Sainz has been it uh, for me anyway he's been at McLaren for ages but he's literally only been there a season it's quite weird to think of him as this journeyman for example like he hardly stays at a team longer than two years he's always changing it up so it'll be quite interesting to see what he does at Ferrari whether or not he stays or if he does a good job how long he would stay but I feel like it was definitely the right fit for Ferrari following in his uh, following in his hero's shoes I guess like with Alonso yeah, it'll be Science's fourth team in five years. Mm, so it'll yeah, be the third the... team. This was it. I saw the thing that was like uh, uh, three of the teams that Science has joined is also been the ones that Alonso have joined. It's quite interesting to see that in comparison. Well, te- technically, not. It was all the teams that he's joined because Toro Rosso used to be called Minardi, and yeah, Alonso started there. Science started at Toro Rosso. Uh, mm-hmm. They both moved to Renault. They've both gone to McLaren. Now they're going to be both at Ferrari. It's mad. It's actually mad. But yeah, no, I, I'm, it's good to see him hopefully in a more competitive car than the McLaren. So I reckon he could get average podiums, if anything. Might take a while to adjust to like the new power units and stuff like that. But yeah, he's definitely got the talent in him to get what, well, he's got enough talent to make sure that Ferrari tries to get back on top, I guess. Yeah, I mean, with the addition of science, Ferrari now going for a younger driver lineup than they normally do. Yeah, they're definitely trying. Sorry, carry on. <laughs> I was going to say, uh, do you think going for younger, inexperienced drivers is better than going for the world champions and more experienced drivers? 
I feel like it's sort of coming along with like the new age of like both like in, in sport in general. Like you see in football nowadays, like sixteen-year-olds being hyped up to be this uh, godly person and all that stuff, like the next Messi, next Ronaldo, and all that stuff. Despite the fact that they've like hardly finished their GCSEs yet, but yeah, it's sort of they're trying to get that involved with. Uh, F1 now like you see so many new younger drivers where if you look like when F1 started it was like 40 50 year old pay drivers and all that stuff so it's quite interesting to see how just the world of F1 has changed since then and how they're definitely focusing on younger drivers quicker reflexes stuff like that and people with actual talent rather than just wait until they've reached their peak already and then having to learn a completely new sport I guess so it's good to see that they're investing in younger talent. Yeah, it gives that talent more experience and hopefully there'll be many podiums for both Sainz and Leclerc. They, mm. That partnership could be a good one, I think. Yeah, I feel like it'll definitely be a high-scoring partnership. It'd be nice to see Ferrari get back to the form that they once had with letting, like the Schumacher era and stuff like that. Now there was obviously the third big news that came out of this whole car switching, Vettel retiring. Uh, Ricardo was announced to be Sainz's replacement at McLaren, leaving Renault. Yes, Do you think yeah. him and Norris, although they are, uh, I would say, best of friends in the paddock, they always joking about with each other. Do you think they will be good partnership? Will they actually get work done? <laughs> Uh, I feel like they'll definitely get some work done. Obviously, Ricardo's got a lot of experience in the sport now. He's got podiums. He's won races with uh, Red Bull. So it will be good to see them teamed up. Because obviously, Lando is still quite new to the sport. Um, but he's clearly got some talent. Unfortunately, he didn't get that. What was it? Fifth place in Belgium? Was it fourth place? Yeah. Um, uh, for Lando Norris. Uh, I think it would have been fifth place. Yeah, but he's clearly got some talent. Um, so it will be good to see them working together. Ricardo can tell them, like, can help him as well. And I'm sure they will, because usually it's like oh, a, bit of a, rival, uh, a bit of a rivalry and stuff like that. But with Ricardo and Norris, I feel like they're good mates anyway off the grid. So it'll be interesting to see if that carries on, to, like, on the grid. So Yeah, and it will give Norris some more experienced driver who's been in the sport a long time learned some new skills from him yeah yeah would they consider ricardo as their number one driver or would they make it equals i think it all depends on how he gets started like i'm sure in the contract is probably i don't even know i would say like purely because of the experience that ricardo will end up being uh, the number one driver but at the same time, Norris has been putting in some good performances. So I could see it possibly being like an equal status in McLaren at the minute. But yeah, it all depends on how well the season kicks off them, I guess. And then when like the halfway point comes along, they'll probably change the contracts a little bit. But yeah, I could see Ricardo being the number one driver at the minute at McLaren, purely because of the experience that he's got. And especially with this Merck power unit coming in as well, he could start challenging for podiums and race wins again. 
Yeah, exactly. It would be nice to see McLaren back with a Mercedes engine. So it's clearly working for Mercedes, so why wouldn't it be for McLaren? Yes, it is clearly working for them. <laughs> uh, Annoyingly. As always, when stuff like this start coming out, drivers moving teams, people announcing they're going to be leaving a team, speculation yeah. starts all up and down the paddock with drivers saying, oh, will I be going to this team? Will I be going to that team? Will I be staying? Now, I've picked out a few drivers, I think, maybe hit and miss, maybe stay, maybe going. So, first one I picked out was uh, Hamilton's teammate, Bottas. Now, at the start of the season, he was challenging Hamilton well, getting up there with points-wise. Do you see him being kept, or do you see maybe George Russell being promoted up from Williams? I reckon... That's the thing, because with Mercedes, they'll always give Bottas the number two seat and they'll always give him a one-year contract extension. Like, they haven't actually ever given him more than a one-year contract with them. And it's clearly working for them, because it's clear to see that Bottas doesn't exactly mind being a number two driver. But I feel like with the car that Mercedes has and with how long Bottas has been at that team now, and with, like, obviously the new uprising of George Russell, I feel like Mercedes will want to put their, well, their driver in the seats. Like, Norris is still new, but it's clear to see that he has got a lot of talent. And I feel like Mercedes will probably give Bottas one more year, I want to say, before putting Russell in that seat. I reckon for the 2020, well, 2022 regulations now, uh, Russell will be in a Mercedes. 100%. I mean, it uh, came out earlier in the week that he started to feel a little bit jealous because obviously you got Albon on Red Bull, you got Norris in mm. McLaren, you got Leclerc in the Ferrari, and he's feeling he a little very, bit, a little yeah, bit just, left out at the back of the grid. Yeah, it's a bit weird to see because obviously, what was it, Albon came third and Norris came second in the F2 Championships the season before they came up to F1. Whereas Russell won it and he's managed to find himself at the worst team. It doesn't really make much sense to me. No, I would have thought he would have been put in a bigger team because obviously he's shown his talent with winning that championship. Exactly. It's just a bit strange to me, really. But I guess only because it's Williams. I know how much they don't want to be a sister team, but it's good to see that they are. Um, So, yeah, it won't be too much longer, I reckon, before Russell gets there. But yeah, it is always going to be Hamilton and Bottas for the next, well, definitely for next year. And then we'll just go from there, I guess. But I'm sure Russell will be in that seat for the new regulation change. Yeah, I hope he is because he, he needs to actually show his talent in a bigger team. Yeah, he needs to be battling away in the mid-table, despite the fact that his car can't even get to the mid-table. But anyway. Uh, moving down the grid, uh, Albon at Red Bull. I mean, he had an amazing second half of the season when he joined that team. Do you see him partnering in Max, or do you possibly see, I mean, Christian and Helmut, I think I've already said this possibility won't happen, but team managers always throw people off the scent. Do mm. you possibly see Vettel coming back into that team? Well, there's been a lot of talk, isn't there, that Vettel would go back to Red Bull, but... It would be nice to see. So obviously it's like back to his, well, his winning roots anyway. Um, 
Yeah, but at the minute, Albon's clearly doing an amazing job in that Red Bull, and he's obviously enjoying his time there and everything like that. He's clearly doing well, nearly got on the podium at Brazil before Hamilton sends him off. So I don't think Vettel will be going back to Red Bull. I feel like Red Bull will invest in Albon, another young driver, alongside Verstappen. I don't think that'll change. I reckon it'll be the same for the next couple of years, I reckon. Unless there's like this amazing new upcoming talent through the Red Bull project, but no, I don't see it happening. Yeah, I don't think there are many in their Red Bull Academy. Obviously, they've got Gasly and Kvyat down at Toro Rosso. Gasly yeah, it just always... seems to be which one. Mm-hmm. Gasly always seems to shine in that Toro Rosso, but he doesn't in the Red Bull. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, I think the only person that might move would be Kvyat, but at the same time, like there's no one else to replace him, and I doubt that Vettel will go to Toro Rosso. From Ferrari, no, so. I don't obviously not Taurus anymore. Alpha Tori, I always forget that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, moving on to the team that Daniel Ricciardo's leaving, Renault, that leaves Esteban Ocon at that team. Who do you see partnering him? Um, no, wait, is my mic working by the way? Oh, there we go. Um, yeah, uh, partnering Ocon, obviously, now that. Uh, Ricardo's left. There's been a lot of talk about Alonso possibly coming back to fill that seat. Personally, I don't see that happening at all. I feel like Alonso's done with the sport for good, despite facts that he has said, oh, it'd be nice to come back and all that. But I just don't see it happening. Um, I feel like they'll want to go for an experienced driver, but if none are moving about, then I don't see that happening. Possibly Bottas in a couple of years, but as I said earlier, I think it'll be a Mercedes will keep Bottas a lot along for at least one more year. So for next season, I think I think they might even invest in a younger driver, maybe someone in the F two series. Obviously it would be it would have been nice to see Jack Aitken in that seat, but obviously he left for Williams. Um so yeah, no, I feel like they'll try and get a older driver in. If so, that might be Hulkenberg, it might be someone else. But for this season in particular, I honestly can't tell you who would who would be partnering Ocon. I mean, they have Lundegaard in their driver academy, promising uh, young blood coming through the junior formulas. But there are rumours, like I said, Alonso. His name has been thrown around. There are rumours going round that he's agreed a pre-agreement deal with Renault. So, That'd be good. To, it'd be nice to see him go back to well his original, well his championship winning club anyway. Uh, not club, his championship winning team. Um, but yeah, it's just a matter of if it'll happen or not. Obviously, it'd be great to see him back in the sport. I personally like him. I know Blake isn't too keen on him. Um, but yeah, no, it would be good to see Alonso back at back in F1 because he has got a lot of talent, but at the same time, he is getting on age-wise now and stuff like that. So and then, he probably won't be in it long if he comes back. Yeah, I mean, it would be good to see him back because he bring that experience to the grid, but then again, I could see him bringing out his famous phrase of GP2 engine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He won't be, I doubt he'd be too happy, especially if Renault haven't got the right engine or anything like that. 
Let's move on to the final team on the grid. That's Williams. They've obviously brought in Latifi for this season. And he's only going to have 10 or 12 races to show what he's worth. Do you see him being kept? Or do you see possibly Jack Aiken coming in? Um, well, he's the new pay-to-win driver, isn't he? Uh, so it'll be interesting to see how it goes. Obviously, if if Latifi keeps on supplying the money into Williams, they won't replace him. But if that money stops, he'll definitely get replaced with a better driver. But I haven't really seen much of him. I didn't really watch after when he was racing. So, yeah, it's just sort of a matter of if he'll keep the big bucks coming in or not. Uh, but if so, he'll be staying. If not, I reckon they'll try and get Jack Aitken in. If Russell ends up leaving for Mercedes, I reckon Aitken will definitely get that seat alongside Latifi. Yeah, I mean, Latifi was promising in F2, bringing uh, rivals, their challenges and everything up and down the grid. So it would be good to see him given more than one season, especially with the situation currently going on. He hasn't really had that time to show that he is worth the investment. Now let's move on to other drivers that currently aren't on the grid. So speculation around them is always there. Obviously, we've talked about Aiken. He's promising in F2. He's moved from the Renault Academy to the Williams Academy. And I see the Williams route a more suitable route for him to get into the sport than, say, at Renault. Yeah, I'd have to agree. Like, in many ways, Williams still has got that heritage of, well, amazing drivers in their history. Uh, but so is Renault, I guess, with Alonso and all that stuff. Um, but again, seems though Aitken is also from the UK, it'd be nice to see a British driver, a British team, alongside, well, hopefully a British teammate, that would be Russell. But yeah, I feel like the Williams Driver Academy has produced a lot of good talent. So yeah, it's definitely the better move for Aitken, I reckon even though if it might not look that good now, it's only because Williams well, isn't performing as well as they should be, I guess. Yeah, but maybe that'll change in times to come. Yeah, Mercedes need to bring more power units to them to show, try and get them back at the grid to where they used to be. Yeah, they need to branch out with their, like, don't they manufacture all their products themselves as well? Yeah, they like, do. All the parts. Yeah, they really do need to, branch out with that I reckon and actually get help instead of doing it all by themselves it's clear that it's just not working for them and if they stick with doing it themselves they could be heading out of the door as a team because they may not be able yeah, to exactly. support themselves yeah it's just a, a risk not worth taking I don't think no uh, the final driver I do want to talk about is yeah. a name that everyone knows he comes from that famous family it's obviously Mick Schumacher He's rising up through the junior formulas. He's been amazing every time I've seen him race. With Kimi possibly getting to that age where he's thinking about retiring, leaving Alfa Romeo, do you think that the Alfa Romeo team would be a better fit for Schumacher and then work his way up to the Ferrari? Or do you see him getting put straight into a Ferrari, say, if science doesn't work out? Well, it seems to be that Alpha is now the new sister team for Ferrari. So 
it would be good to see Schumacher in that alpha, only because of the prospect of him finally getting to a Ferrari seat. But at the same time, he is still very much new to it all, I guess. His first season of F2 was this year, was it? Or was it the year before? His first season of F2 was this year, I believe. Yeah, so it's clear to, like he has got a lot of learning to do and a lot he needs to gain a bit more experience, I think. But he will definitely get an F1 seat soon. I just think it will be when the regulation changes instead of right now. Um because then everyone is basically in the same boat then everyone's trying to learn this new thing and I don't think there's well this this the best time to get that seat because everyone's learning it at the same time as you so uh but he does need to perfect his racecraft a little bit alongside with just he he tends to panic a little bit I remember that thing in Silverstone like he just messes up a little bit and then just sort of freaks out I guess like his steering wheel was everywhere on that um but no, it would be good to see Mick Schumacher at Alfa Romeo in the coming years. But I don't think that he should make that move right now, purely because if it goes badly, then his career could pretty much go down, I guess. Like yeah, you don't want a bad season in F1. It's such a coveted spot. You can't really afford to mess it up, I guess. No, you can't, because obviously it's the elite formula out there. I mean, it would be good to see a Schumacher back in a Ferrari someday. Obviously, emulating his father. Yeah. Yeah. I reckon that'll happen just at a later date, I guess. Just postpone it until, like, I think 2025, maybe. Maybe 2024. But I don't see it happening in the next two years. Well, once he obviously improves his racecraft and gets more experience in the teams that he'll join, it'll be probably the best time to go to Ferrari then yeah exactly well you never know it might be the other way around turns out Ralph Schumacher's kid will be the better one out of the Schumachers yeah who knows he might be yeah that is actually a good point there I didn't think of that (laughs) be interesting to see that's for sure yeah it would be interesting to see yeah no that's sort of everything that I have to say on that I guess well, oh, that's where we're going to end it this week as well. So thank you, Jacob. Thank you, Jacob, for your views on this and everything that F1 is about, all the driver transfers and teams. Now, like I said earlier at the start of the episode, the Meet the Committee episodes that will be coming out real soon. So make sure you keep an eye on our socials at GlossKine on Facebook and at UOGKine on Instagram for when they are released. I hope you enjoyed listening and thank you.